0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Pick it down the near sideline. That ball is hauled in. George Pickens with the reception 35 yards against Natron Brooks.
1: That's yeah, just an unbelievable throw and catch. You're giving your guy a chance to go up and get it. Wow. I, I mean, I don't even know if I have the proper words. At this point, to describe what we are seeing from the Pittsburgh Steelers, offensively, defensively, special teams is looking solid, Danny Smith. I mean, you could not have asked for, frankly, anything better out of this team this preseason. There was gripes and grievances should the starters play, should the Stars play in this final preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons. But look, the Steelers will not play another game. It'll be the regular season opener at Akershire Stadium, Field, against the San Francisco 49ers on September 10th. 17 days the next time that the Steelers will play a football game. So should the starters have played? Should the starters have not played? Cam Hayward did not. James Daniels did not play. Everybody else did. And everybody else looked incredible. And you kind of wondered, after the first preseason game against Tampa Bay went so well for the first-team offense, right down the field, George Pickens, hooky-juke move, make a defender look stupid out in space, to walk into the end zone, great throw from Kenny Pickett, to drop it right in the bucket on a pass over the middle, using the middle of the field. And then you say, okay, you face the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen in the first team for Buffalo. Offense, defense, Sean McDermott and Mike Tomlin know each other from college. Really good friends. They probably game plan to see, let's go with our ones against your ones. Best against best. We don't play each other in the regular season. Let's go out there and give it the best matchup that we can. And the Steelers offense, after going one for one, first team against Tampa Bay, score quickly, Pickens from Pickett. They go two for two at home against the Buffalo Bills in the first-team offense. Again, looked solid. Nick Herbig, two more sacks for who looks like potentially the steal of the draft. And now you think to yourself, you know, is it that much of a difference the 17 days compared to roughly 20, 21, about 22 days if you just did not have the starters play After the Buffalo game, and I was okay with some of the guys not playing. I was okay with TJ Watt not playing, Cam Hayward not playing, Kenny Pickett playing a series, but letting Patrick Peterson, new to the defense, letting letting Joey Porter play a lot, letting Keanu Benton play a lot, really not letting Isaac Sayamalo play more than one drive or George Pickens or any of those guys. But still, I mean, it is a big difference between how many games you're missing. The offense came out and, again, did not skip a beat. And it was the same thing for the defense. The defense pitched a shutout. 24 to nothing. I mean, seriously, I understand this is the preseason. But if the Steelers were looking horrendous, going three and out on every drive, the defense was giving up big play after big play. We'd be bashing them and saying, well, we don't feel really good about the Steelers and knocking off a win or two from the total win total. But it's the other way around than what it's been in years past. This team looks incredible. And yeah, it is the preseason. And Atlanta did not play their first team players, but this is exactly what Kenny Pickett and the offense should be doing. If they weren't doing this against second stringers, backups, these aren't necessarily the guys that won't be on the roster, but we'd be bashing them. We'd be saying how bad the Matt Canada offense looks. These scripted plays that Matt Canada is calling early on in the game were working. The offense, first team, right away. Down the field, scored. George Pickens, 30-plus yard route, 34 yards down the sideline, set it up to get to the one-yard line. Najee Harris from one yard out, scored. And then the defense, quick stop, get the ball back, and they score again with Jalen Warren. Anthony McFarlane also got into the end zone. What has just been so mind-blowing to me is that the Steelers have outscored their opponents 78-32. to They shut out Atlanta. They shut them out. And part of this is Tampa Bay and Atlanta, I mean, the Steelers dominated both games. And these are teams with, these are teams in transition. These are teams with a lot of players that are fighting for spots. This isn't like Buffalo where you know exactly who their main guys are going to be. And even in that case, the Steelers defense went out and dominated Josh Allen. I mean, they threw him around like a ragdoll on one occasion when Josh Allen, where again, it's the preseason, was running around for his life trying to make it a play like it was a divisional round playoff game. And it was fourth and 25 and he was scrambling and eventually it just went down because you don't want to take a big hit in the preseason. Kenny Pickett was four for four. Eighty six yards. Kenny Pickett. This preseason. 13 of 15. 86% completion rating, 200 yards passing, 13 yards per completion, two touchdowns, no interceptions, along with 35 yards passing, a rating perfect of 158.3. 158.3. Kenny Pickett last season threw for seven touchdowns, nine interceptions. 2,400 yards, he averaged six yards per completion. The offense has opened up. And it's not just, I just can't imagine the way that they've been running the offense this preseason with, okay, we're going to run it, depend a little bit on Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. I like that. I like that one-two punch. I like Najee for 60% of the carries. I like Jalen Warren for 40% of the carries. Neither of them get burned out. They can spell each other, and they're both good in different situations. You can even have Najee be your closer. And I'm not comparing these two players in terms of their overall career, because one's a Hall of Famer, but Jerome Bettis was a closer down the stretch for good Steelers teams with Willie Parker. I'm not saying that Jalen Warren is Willie Parker and Najee Harris— is Jerome Bettis, but the last time that the Steelers had a dependable 1-2 punch, other than, you could say, Le'Veon Bell and D'Angelo Williams, it was those two during the 5 run. And that's something that you can look forward to with the Steelers' offense. You know, I'm not into this big hot take opinion that the Steelers are going to go some obscure 14-3 and three now that I've seen this from... The offense, but yeah, I moved from 10 and 7 to 11 and 6. You can even convince me 12 and 5. I mean, the schedule is pretty favorable. They don't play a ton of teams that are just world beaters and expected to be dynamic contenders in the AFC. When you look at the most difficult matchups on the season, you get Jacksonville at home. You get San Francisco at home. Other than your division, you're at the Rams. That could be a little bit challenging depending on how L.A. is. But you get the Titans on a Thursday night game. The Steelers in prime time for whatever reason. They'll probably be wearing color rush. They just absolutely dominate everybody in color rush uniforms in prime time for whatever unearthly reason it is. They get the Packers, a Packers team without Aaron Rodgers. The Cardinals, who are horrendous. The Patriots at home on a Thursday night. You don't have to go to Foxborough in prime time. The Colts, at Seattle's pretty hard on New Year's Eve. But overall, the Steelers compared to other teams, you gotta play the Texans. You get the Raiders on Sunday night football. Which that stadium will probably be half Steeler fans anyway. I really just have so much optimism. I can see the light at the end of this tunnel. And I expected Kenny Pickett to take a little bit of a jump, but I mean he is a completely different player. Guys, the confidence that Kenny Pickett is putting on the field. Andrew Filippone might be the biggest Kenny Pickett supporter in the world outside of maybe Pat Narduzzi, his wife, his family. I mean, I, I'm up there contending for, what would you say, 10th? Kenny Pickett, I wanted the Steelers to draft him no matter what. Like, it was the movie Draft Day. Write it on the posted note, Kenny Pickett, no matter what. And I saw a lot of things that I liked from Pickett in the back half of this of the year. When he's able to go on those four game winning drives to help this team go from two and six to knocking on the door of the playoffs. And I understand the gripe of Mike Tomlin's Oh, he hasn't finished under five hundred before, but that's a real thing. I mean, you gotta give Tomlin credit for that. It's been a long time that he's coached his team since Bill Cower retired after the Super Bowl. Is Pickett to Pickens one of the next best duos in all of football? Could this be the next Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase? The next, I'm not going to say Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. Could it be Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs? I'm not saying that those are the, they're the players they are right now, but I mean, I think George Pickens is the top five receiver in all of football. You saw that throw from Kenny Pickett to Pickens. Caught, one-yard line, out of bounds, set up the one-yard score from Najee Harris. How many wide receivers make that play? How many quarterbacks can drop it in the bucket like that? And I think that's the most impressive thing about Kenny Pickett. He's making all the throws. He's making the routine throws look easy. He's making the difficult throws look pretty easy. And they're the throws of 20 plus yards variety down the field. There has not been a pass this season. There's not been many plays this season that I've seen from Kenny Pickett where I go, oh, he maybe really wants that one back. And again, it's the preseason. I get it. And they're not always going up against first-team guys. Buffalo is the only time that they did. But this is just damn impressive what we're seeing from this team to the point where, again, if they were struggling, we'd bash them. But the fact that they've been darn right perfect, Kenny Pickett has been perfect, 158.3 passer rating, it just continues to enthuse optimism. The offensive line is meshing well. There's a point of emphasis to run behind Isaac Sayamolo. And it comes back to the fact of Omar Khan putting all his chips into multiple different baskets, spreading the money around, Because you're not paying your star quarterback. You're not paying George Pickens, who by hell, maybe even at this point, is your number one wide receiver. And if Deontay Johnson is your two, that's fantastic as well. With Calvin Austin, really, potentially, he did not play last year. Let's just say hypothetically, let's call Calvin Austin a rookie. He didn't play at all last year. He's a second-year guy, but technically, this is his rookie year. You're talking about Broderick Jones, where Dan Moore played a series on the right side of the offensive line yesterday. How much should we look into that? Dan Moore has held his own in the preseason. Dan Moore has looked solid. Dan Moore has looked better than Broderick Jones. You're paying Chooks for a lot of money. I would move Dan Moore over to right, let Broderick Jones play left. I wouldn't do it now. I'd do it after week three, after you face Nick Bosa. Miles Garrett, Max Crosby the first three weeks. I would let the more experienced guy in Dan Moore handle those pass rushers on the left side, but then I would have little hesitation in moving Dan Moore over. Let Chukes be your swing tackle. He's a very expensive swing tackle. He's probably the most expensive swing tackle in the entire NFL, but again, it creates another dynamic where you can have him and Darnell Washington. On the outsides of the offensive line, blocking, let Pat Friermuth play out in the slot, put him out wide, and you can continue to make this offense even more dynamic in multiple different areas. Sayamalo, though, has been fantastic for the offensive line. And you can tell the Jalen Warren 60-yard touchdown run. Left side of the line, past Sayamalo, run that way. And you can tell the Steelers a lot are taking a point of emphasis in running to the left. Running behind Dan Moore and Sayamalo, and letting Mason Cole also do some of the dirty work at center on the offensive line inside. And the defense looks good, too. I like Joey Porter Jr. I like how Patrick Peterson has meshed with this group. Again, it's not that many snaps. Minka is going to be Minka. TJ Watt had another sack yesterday. Nick Herbig got another sack. We've got to talk about Nick Herbig when we come back. But back to Calvin Austin, it's pretty much his rookie year. So you got Broderick Jones, who you traded up for a couple spots to pick at 14. He eventually is going to start. I don't think it's going to be week one. I would be stunned if Broderick Jones started week one. Just by what the Steelers have shown you. That Dan Moore will be at left, Chooks will be at right, and that Broderick Jones will be worked into this. Joey Porter Jr. at corner, they're also going to work him in. He's probably not going to be thrown into the fire right away. You'll see Joey Porter play about 20-25 snaps defensively. Maybe special teams. But Pat Pete and Levi Wallace will also be the outside corners. Chandon Sullivan in the slot. You could also put Joey Porter in the slot. Dime packages. You could bring out Keon O'Neill to play with KZ. KZ will probably be the starting safety, starting strong safety, and make get free. In this defense, the inside linebackers, Quan Alexander is your third best inside linebacker in terms of the depth chart. Quan Alexander might be your best inside linebacker in terms of pure production and pure football. I mean, he is not afraid to hit anybody. He reminds me of Ryan Shazier out there in terms of just his hard-hitting ability, the way that he's able to track down running backs. He's not afraid in coverage either. He's a great run stopper. There's just so many things to like about Quan Alexander as long as he stays healthy. I mean, he was once paid as a top inside linebacker in all football. He has the pedigree. He's been a pro bowler. He had a big contract with a couple of different places. He played for the Jets. He played for San Francisco. He's a good player. And on the defensive line, you have some youth with them, with Leal, with Keanu Benton. I still don't think that we've seen that much from this year yet, but those are two guys are going to be a main factor alongside Cam Hayward. This team just has so much depth that they have not had in previous seasons. And part of that is because Kenny Pickett, you're expecting him to take this big jump. And right now, If this can carry over, which the Steelers, from one preseason game to the other, never missed a beat whatsoever, there's optimistic things to think about. There's a lot that you like going into San Francisco with Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, coming back from an injury, and a defense that is still solid, top of the line of anybody, probably the best defense in football. It's going to be a great test for Kenny Pickett in the offense, but to be able to have that game at home and to be able to drive this momentum that, yeah, it is a real thing, but yes, you are off 17 days. I think that's partly why Mike Tomlin wanted them to go out there for a couple of series. The Steelers' arrow is continuing to point up, and it would not surprise me whatsoever if they win the AFC North. I'm Austin Bechtold. We'll talk more about Kenny Pickett, Nick Herbig, the Steelers. We'll get into the box score ballers coming up. I'm Austin Bechtold, 937 The fam.